Paul, before we get to game picks and uh, fantasy versus reality, it is the holiday time. So I want to ask you, going back even to when you were a young child or on, what is the best Giants-related gift you got in the holiday season ever in your life? What can you think of? Oh, I, I've I've never really gotten a Giants-related gift for Christmas. As you sit there and I'm watching YouTube with posters and and everything else around you, nothing around the holidays is ever Giant-related. Just your whole year. No, you gotta you gotta understand something because I grew up in a Giants household, and my dad goes back to the Tittle days, obviously, and Robustelli and and Gifford and all those guys. There was always Giants still floating around the house year round. Okay, <laughs> there I was no need true. to buy them as Christmas gifts. <laughs> Bad time to tell you at 35, I asked my mother for a Daniel Bellinger jersey this year. That's okay. <laughs> she said, what can I get you? I said, you know what? This is what I want. I want to, I want to freshen up my jersey collection. But okay. All right, Paul. Very nice. I will tell you, I will tell you when I was 13 years old, I, uh, you know, obviously a big giant fan in school and everything else. I was the first kid ever to get, <laughs> this is really thinking about it, uh, right ahead of that run in 2000, a Kerry Collins jersey for Christmas and oh you got a Kerry Collins nobody's had everybody had Armstead and Barber and everything else right a tumor I was the man with a Kerry Collins jersey <laughs> when I was in eighth grade and I loved it all right so let's look ahead to this game Paul now real quickly this is going to be a wild weather Saturday in the NFL clearly Minnesota's played indoors but the whole Midwest you're talking about Blizzard Chicago Cleveland all can be played in, yeah. in big snow are you a little worried about the travel here with the Giants screwing anything up remember it's not that long ago the Giants were trying to travel to Minnesota and got derailed to Kansas City and then had to play yeah. a game in Detroit with the Metrodome. Uh, do you think travel is a factor at all with the snow here? Yeah, but the roof in their new building's a lot stronger than yeah, it that, looks that, that way. plastic roof in the old Metrodome. It looks, it looks that way. It's not a hefty bag. I think it'll be no, okay. No. But but it's still like the a idea greenhouse now that they have. But remember when they let, if, am I crazy? When they had the land in Kansas city, it wasn't because the roof had collapsed. It was because the snow was too tough to get into Minnesota. Right? No, no, no. The roof collapsed. Okay. Roof I thought collapsed. the roof had, co- I thought the roof had collapsed after they had to divert to Kansas city. Okay. never mind. I had, Oh that no, no, no. The roof wrong. had collapsed and that's why they had to, to, to go. And, and, and I was not traveling in that particular season. I was doing the giant stuff from back here in the studios in New York. And I remember having to talk to the uh, uh, emergency manager of the city of Minneapolis on the air live hours before the game was supposed to be played, trying to find out exactly how they were going to handle this situation. It was Unreal. one of the more fun, memorable moments of my career, which belongs in a book that I'll never write. Yeah, unreal. I was actually an intern at WFAN that fall. That was when I just started getting into the business, and it was a set. The Saturday happened when they got diverted to Kansas City, and I'll never forget. I was sitting next to the great Bob Usler, who was you know typing up his updates or whatever, and you know my job is just kind of track whatever's going on. I'm like, Bob, I think the Giants had to land in Kansas City. I don't think they're gonna play this game tomorrow. He's like, what? <laughs> Not trusting me at all as an intern. I'm trying to give him the info blow by blow. Uh, that was a wild, wild. So that was probably 2010, right? That was the 2010 season. God, um, yeah, I, I can't even remember exactly what year it was. I, I think when I think of the Giants and the Vikings, I try to think about 1986 and Bobby Johnson. Yeah, I, I, again, speaking of Kerry Collins, I think of 2000 in that NFC championship game. I definitely don't think of 97 and Chris Calloway with an onside kick. That's no, you don't want to do that. No, definitely. I definitely don't By think By the of way, Jay Green was out of bounds. There was no replay in those. There was no <laughs> replay. Right. You're right. right. There didn't was no stop, replay in those the days. offensive defense from brawling at halftime, though, Paul. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But what one foot, Jay Green only got one foot down in the back of the West End zone along the back line. 
And there was no replay in those days, yeah. and the Giants wound up uh, getting screwed. So and Giants and Vikings have definitely played some memorable games. Okay, so with Indeed. that, Paul, picks, fantasy picks, all of that. What's the reality of what the Giants need to do in this game? Let's go. Will we have another Giant-Viking memorable game? You can go first. Yeah, I do. I do think it'll be a memorable game. I, I do think that because of the quick strike Vikings, despite the fact that Cousins will be absolutely harassed and beaten up all day long, I just don't think that the Giants are going to be able to keep up with them enough offensively, even if the defense creates some short fields. And I think they'll be able to do that because Cousins has thrown 11 interceptions and he's fumbled the ball away five times. So he will turn the ball over. And when he gets hit by Thibodeau and Ojolari and Dexter Lawrence, it is liable to pop free. So I do think we're looking at a 27-24 game in favor of the Vikings simply because I think that their explosiveness with their big play capabilities is going to be enough at home. And I'll tell you something, Sean. I've been to the new building. And the way they constructed the building with the slanted roof and the hard roof on one side and the glass roof on the other, mm -hmm. uh, the way it was done is specifically designed for acoustics to bounce all of the sound inside the building to reflect down to the visitor's sideline to make it more difficult for them to hear. It, it's, it's, it's a home field advantage that they were allowed to build in with the architect. Seattle did the same thing uh, with the Seahawks stadium. These are things that will help the home team if you're trying to come from behind. Um, I just suspect that Minnesota is going to have enough with their big plays to squeak this one out. Uh, it would not shock me. Uh, I'll, I'll give my game pick as well. <clears throat> call it a feeling, call it bias. I think the Giants find a way to win this game, and I think I'm going to tie it to my reality before we go to this too. I think the Giants are going to win this game or somewhere around the realm of like a tight 27-26. You're going to see a couple field goals here and there. The reason I say that ultimately, I think that there's something here right now with Kayvon and Ojolari and that front four. And I think that while the Vikings can have those explosive plays, and I think those explosive plays are exactly why this game is going to be so tight, I think they're going to be limited and there are going to be drives that are absolutely stuttered and stalled as the Giants really continue to find their groove with this pass rush. Um, I think the Giants will do enough. I think Saquon might be back, especially if Bredesen is uh, you know, blocking the way he is. I, I just call it a gut feeling off of anything else. I think the Giants find a way to win this game, and I think it's going to be an absolute thriller down to the gun where maybe Daniel Jones leads them on a field goal drive late. I'm going to go 27-26, but the real story we're going to talk about after is can you believe how good, again, Kayvon and Thibodeau were? And by the way, look, giant memorable games at Christmas Eve recently. We've seen in the last like 15 years or so at least one really great one, Victor Cruz. 99 yards down the sideline versus the, the Jets. And one really bad one where it was basically the Reggie Bush Christmas spectacular as they got trounced by the Saints uh, years yeah. back as well. Uh, I just, uh, look, I could be completely off eyes. I won't walk away or, or go to bed on Christmas as Santa comes and say, damn, I can't believe the Vikings won the game. I'm sure because it wouldn't shock me if they did. This is more just gut instinct. I think Thibodeau and Ojolari changed the game and the Giants win a game 27-26. I could see the Giants getting five sacks in this game. And like I yeah. said, causing a couple of takeaways, I, I could definitely see that. So I don't think you're far-fetched on this one, Sean. If it does come down to a barn burner, uh, I can remember listening to Marty Glickman on the radio in 1969 <laughs> uh, at Yankee Stadium when Fran Tarkenton threw two fourth-quarter touchdown passes to Don Herman. 
and brought the Giants back from a 23-10 deficit to win it 24-23 in the final minute. Um, Amazing. If, that, if, if you want to get a replay of that Giants-Vikings game, I'm sure that uh, Big Blue would be very glad to have it. That's amazing. Do you have a, a fantasy play? Somebody you like ending up in the end zone? Anything like oh, that? Oh, I, I think, think that Saquon Barkley's going to run for at least a buck twenty, and and at least one touchdown. I, I think I think what what I saw last week, and I told you he was going to be Saquon Barkley again. We saw we saw the resurgence yeah. as his body starts to heal, and I think he's going to have a big game against this team. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a terrible pick at all. I, I am on the reverse. Look, a guy who's kind of been laying in the weeds the last couple of weeks, touchdown-wise. I'm going to go Darius Slayton, but I also think, what have you done for me lately on tape? Last week, the Giants were so good with that quick passing game, not taking any shots down the field of 15 yards or more. On top of that, Saquon Barkley got going again on the ground. So I think a combination of having to respect the ground game and, and anticipating all these quick passes, I think it's the old rope-a-dope Giants set them up. They are going to take a deep shot in this game, and I think they convert, and you get a big touchdown from Darius Slayton. That would be great if you're the Giants, but it would actually play into the Vikings' hands because they play mostly a zone defense. And between Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson, they've got two guys back there who have outstanding ball skills. You know Smith has five interceptions again this year. They're They're Hawks. But, Paul, they give up a lot – Paul, despite that, though, if you look, they've given up a lot of big plays. I Believe me, I know I've gambled on too many Viking games through the air. So as much as they play themselves, in, now look, it's it's a you know risk-reward thing, right? Because they could pick it off or it could go the other way back. So I, well, I let just, me ask I have you a, this, Sean. I, I, don't want to throw, I don't want to throw rain on your parade, but if you're going to take some deep shots, which always are a little bit more risky, and you're going to throw some 50-50 balls, let's say, who do you think's got better ball skills to go get those passes? The Vikings, the Vikings, the Vikings. secondary or the Giants receivers? Vikings. Paul, I'm not telling you that Darius Slayton's going to turn into Randy Moss in this game, or am I telling you that this is what they're going to do all day long? I'm just saying the way they played last week, I could see them easily starting off like that, and who knows? Late second quarter, early third quarter, you figure this out enough, and then boom, you surprise them. That would be great. I, that I, would just, be great. I could see it. I could see it. So we'll see. We'll jingle our bells. We'll hope for the best. And we'll see if we can get a giant victory. Paul, enjoy Christmas. Uh, and by the way, everybody, we are going to recap Giants-Vikings, obviously, on Monday morning. The game is Saturday, Christmas, Sunday. We'll spend our time with our families. We'll be back on Monday with the game recap. Sorry if you know you wanted to listen to one giant step instead of the Yule log, but maybe go back and listen to the Titans preview and just start the year <laughs> all, all together. Uh, Paul, where can everybody get you on Twitter? At Giants WFAN. Sean and everybody out there, Adam, our producer, enjoy the holiday weekend, folks. Regardless of what happens with the score, you got family and friends to be thankful for. Have a great time. Absolutely. Enjoy the stockings being stuffed, the, uh, you know, the food you eat, and maybe just maybe a giant playoff clinching weekend. Thank you, everybody, for listening to One Giant. Step me on Twitter at Mraz CBS. As Paul mentioned, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to our producer, Adam, as well. Take care, everyone.